Support for this podcast and the following message come from Corient. Corient provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of planning, investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Corient's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early, so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts, so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This episode of Writing Excuses has been brought to you by our listeners, patrons, and friends. If you would like to learn how to support this podcast, visit www.patreon.com slash writing excuses. Season 11, bonus episode four. This is Writing Excuses, fantasy food. 15 minutes long. Because I'm hungry. And I'm also hungry. <laughs> we are joined, we are joined by uh, Scott Lynch and Elizabeth Bear, who I had dinner with last night. It was a pretty good, it was a pretty good dinner. Was it fantasy? It was, no. It was fantastic. It was it quite, was. it was quite, it was quite tasty. It was not actually the inspiration for, for this topic, but I'm going to pretend it was. Awesome. Good I'm job, actually Bart. excited to be talking about this, uh, because when I read, um... Republic of Thieves, there's the two main characters go on a date and they eat this thing that was like a giant baked turtle full of seafood or something. And and I thought that sounded like the most delicious thing and I want it now. <laughs> well, you can't have it because it's chock full of things that do not exist, like 
the translucent mushrooms and the magic fit. No, sorry, it just yeah, doesn't exist. I know. Not as even opposed a, to the magic mushrooms not, and, the and the translucent fish. fish. You can get that at Arby's. Get, yeah. But, but <laughs> <laughs> in, a, in a broader Maybe in sense, that book and, 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 and a lot of your work is full of, you know, interesting foods that are so much better than the standard, you know, hearty beef stew with crusty bread they that ate, we yes, tend they, to they get ate so a much. Stew. Yeah, they in cooked fantasy. it for all of two minutes. They stuck a deer's ass in a pot, and they had stew. Yes, that that. <laughs> I, I that like whole how this thing. is turning into all of the delicious recipes in Scott's books, and nobody ever talks about the time when I roasted a marmot. Oh, it's Elizabeth. <laughs> well, yes, yes. You, 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 I was just about to mention this one time did. when Elizabeth roasted a marmot. Um, <laughs> only, only a fictional marmot. Well, well, yeah, because I, I have, me I have I delicious me. layers of, of, you know, flaky pastry crust and truffles and fish and, and you know, and, and goulash and ragu. And you're like, well, I stuck a stick up of a marmot's butt that and put it on fire. That is not how you we roast a marmot. That is not how you roast a marmot. We can just let them go. Yeah. I, right, <laughs> let me. I, I, did, I did extensive research on how you roast marmots. Well, shit, better share with us. <laughs> Why am I talking like this? It has nothing to do with marmots. We need to retitle. The episode <laughs> arguing about fantasy food with wait, Scott wait, Lynch. No, and okay, Elizabeth let me Fair. let me bring this. this nothing to do with marmots. <laughs> let me bring this. Let me bring this back on point real quick. Uh, we talk a lot oh, when uh, when we want to engage the reader about engaging all the senses, and I think the reason that foods are important is that for the most part, all of us eat. And when you are telling us about food, when you are telling us, I suppose there's some people, there's intravenous whatever. Also, many of us are food motivated. A great many of us. The the salient point here, though, is that that engages a sense that if you don't talk about food, just doesn't get engaged. And there's a piece missing that we could be using to explore how these characters feel about things. Well, and food also contains in it economics and social status and character preference and just trade routes and world building and an enormous number of different useful things, you know, for both the writer and the writer's audience. If I'm writing a character in an analog of Southeast Asia, for example, and they're eating potatoes, there's an interesting question there as to how that trade route from, you know, if, if we're not talking about a modern world, obviously, if we're talking about a traditional medieval fantasy world, right? Yeah. How are the potatoes getting from not Peru to not Korea? And then you have a whole bunch of... You, you have been on this potato kick all day long. You're like, every panel, like, tell me about the potatoes. I'm nothing, wondering about the fantasy... nothing external to the podcast exists, Scott. <laughs> <laughs> we are in a bubble. That's true. We just appeared here 15 minutes ago on Howard Taylor. It's like a Star Trek episode. Like, welcome to the bubble. Howard Taylor will now ask you questions. Scott derail Lynch. <laughs> uh, side note, that's a Star Trek episode. I really want to see it. But, I mean, it would have a cellular that, that peptide cake in a, it. Yeah, it would. Yeah. With, with mint frosting. With mint frosting. <laughs> it's the podcasters again, Captain. Turn us around, warp nine. <laughs> They're in the hollow deck. They're in the hollow deck. Oh, good. It'll go wrong and kill them in about 30 minutes. They're always... Why don't these things have safety interlocks? My God. And OSHA in fantasy is another podcast entirely. <laughs> Star Trek is a dystopic timeline where humanity forgot gloves, respirators, seatbelts, um, fuses, 
handrails. Sweetie, we're talking about recipes. I, I'm, I'm sorry. I, I was a firefighter for 11 years. I took hazmat class so very often. Handrails are also very important in fantasy and science fiction. Me- so many stormtroopers would still be alive. Anyhow, I'm sorry, potatoes. Meanwhile, back in the serious portion of the podcast. So you have an entire like world-building element with that trade route, how that stuff is working, how those people are, are getting from point A to point B across the entire Pacific Ocean, how that affects the economies, how that affects your society. And it doesn't all have to be spelled out. But, I mean, one, I mean, one of the things we really forget as fantasy writers is economics. You know, I mean, where are all the peasants? They Pe- were delicious. Peasants make food. <laughs> okay, fair. But that's, that's a limited resource. We, we tend to write fantasy a lot about the nobility and or, or the warlord class, people who are out there fighting wars and eating banquets. Who's, where, where, where are all the people who are growing the food on well, those I, tables? I watched a, a documentary, series of documentaries. I think it was called Filthy Cities. And it was talking about, I think, 13th century London. Ew. And they described how the, the royalty, uh, you know, king and, king and queen and company, uh, beef. All about yeah. the beef. And the nobility, you know, moved nearby. They also wanted beef. Mm-hmm. And the way to get the beef was to march it across the bridge and murder it in town. And the streets flowed with blood and cow entrails and, and filth. And, and that's not the London you think of when you are thinking of, the, of these banquets. Um, and They call the, it a shambles for a reason. That whole that 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 whole discussion, I realized that our predilection for beef only survives because we've got refrigeration and and fast transportation, and these were things that, mm-hmm. uh, or these may be things that your fantasy world just doesn't have. I uh, just w- did a lot of research. I, I, I'm writing a western, and I figured, oh, Texas western, obviously they're eating beef, right? They don't. Beef is so much more valuable to sell it than to kill it and eat it yourself. And so all of the beef farmers ate pork almost exclusively. I did a lot of um, uh, primary research sources for my uh, – now, my, my, my next book is set in the same Renaissance-slash-Elizabethan level of technology world that uh, my previous uh, Locke Lamora books are. But my primary source for information was um, diaries of U.S. soldiers during the Civil War. Because I was looking for information on, um, you know, but soldiers marching by day, how far they could go, what the experience was like, how miserable it was, um, stuff about the preservation of meat and bread and so on and so forth. And it was, it was uh, really interesting discovering that uh, one, of the, one of the camp pastimes of Union soldiers in the Civil War, um, the, the, apparently the, uh, the beef carcasses they would receive from the War Department were so incredibly awful that to amuse themselves, they would have mock funerals for their beef ration. They, they, you know, they, they would all get together and say a eulogy over the beef before they boiled it for eight hours. And this is like a, a combination of entertainment to pass the time and commentary on how awful the victuals were. There are, there are actual legitimate examples of Civil War hardtack still in existence. There's a guy on YouTube, actually, who uh, will eat a, a Civil War cracker for you. Um, it tastes like mothballs. <laughs> you, you do can, not need to do this yourself. You can go to a museum and see actual Civil War hardtack unpreserved 
It's just still there. It will be there long after (laughs) we are. After the nuclear war, cockroaches and Civil War hardtack. Well, and McDonald's fries. That was part of their uh, (laughs) documentary where they they talked about fast food. They took several different hamburgers and fries and put them in and just watched how they decomposed over time. The fries did not. Months later, they were pristine. Oh, my misvenues. (laughs) Support for this podcast and the following message come from Corient. Corient provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of plan investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Corient's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. We, we need to uh, break here for a book of the week from Elizabeth. What have you ah, got for us? My book of the week is Karen Memory, which is my most recent novel. It is a Weird West steampunk adventure novel starring heroic saloon girls versus disaster capitalists set in an analog of the late 19th century gold rush Pacific Northwest. If you think of it as leverage with badass hookers, you won't be far wrong. <laughs> Also, potatoes. Yeah, actually, there are some. There are some. There there are more intriguing ideas in your book pitch alone than in some entire novels I have read. So, Also, there's a giant sewing machine mecca. Now there's more than some of the novels he's written. Yeah. (laughs) So, that is called Karen Memory by Elizabeth Baer. Go out and uh, buy it and read it right now. Right now. Right, right now. now. We'll wait. And there is, there is an audible version um, narrated by Jennifer Grace, 
who is amazing and does I, – I was writing this folksy character voice because it's a first-person novel. And, oh, my God, she makes it so much better than I did. Like, anyway, yeah, buy that version. <laughs> I, I, I love how – what you missed, there podcast was listeners, uh, was, was the handsy flailing. And I, I love how we nod and, and, you know, wave our hands and do all kinds of gestures. I don't think they can hear us. You, we, you, you could not hear my Kermit flail, but there was a Kermit it was flail. There. Fantastic. All right, so let's give some advice for our aspiring writers in the audience. If they want to put interesting food into their stories, what do they need to think about? What do they need to do? Logistics. I mean, think about think about the cooking logistics. I think that's the most important thing. Diana Wynne-Jones has this rant about stew and why stew is a stupid thing to eat when you are on a long fantasy quest because stew takes all day to cook and you don't like walk 20 miles and then make stew because first of all, you don't have any fresh meat. And second of all, you're not going to cook it for eight hours. I mean, you might like stick it in the coals overnight and have it for breakfast, but it's not dinner anyway. So think about the logistics, actually try cooking some things maybe. Yeah. That's probably, (laughs) that's probably a good start. You know, the, the, the issue with stew, the, well, it takes a long time to cook and it takes ingredients that are, uh, are you know, difficult to, difficult to acquire. What if you had a cooking method like perhaps maybe how they make ceviche uh, where it does need to cook for a long time, but it can cook while you carry it. Sure. Um, and Oh, my God. And, fantasy world building. And that's exactly what I'm talking yeah. about is you take, you take the problem that's been described. Oh, this is why I can't have stew. Well, what if it's like cold fusion stew? What if it's made out of uh, tree bark and happiness? Well, okay, that's probably <laughs> not very tasty. Cooking pot. Uh, I think you kind of need to zero in your fantasy or science fiction meter here. Exactly. Like, what if it's quantum entanglement? What if it's unicorn poop? I, what if it's both? I don't know. That's where rainbows Scott come Lynch from. What if they're the same thing? Coming to a writing workshop near you. Can has PhD, please. <laughs> the point being, you look at the problem and you you solve it in a way that that makes something interesting, uh, and often you'll end up with uh, with something interesting that grows out of that. You know, oh well, these characters are from you know country A where they have the you know. Uh, bark and happiness ceviche, and they're traveling with this, and that's why they get mugged on the road because because other people want it. And so you ask these logistical questions, and you get answers that inform your story. And, and I mean, one of the other things that's interesting, as we were talking about um, medieval and Renaissance English cuisine, I, I, one of the things that we we should know as modern Americans is that what you eat has serious health consequences. Um, there were a lot of specifically middle-class and upper-class gentlemen um, in late medieval and Renaissance England who underwent an extremely painful surgery uh, because their diet gave them bladder stones. And, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, There's there's an awful lot of wine throughout history that was, uh, you know, a lot of cheap wine that was flavored with sweet lead salts. Um. Oops. Yeah, yeah. Mm, delicious. <laughs> Goodbye, Rome. Mm. But but specifically, you know, if you're if you're dealing with a diet that is almost entirely bread and sugar and wine and beef, it's really not good for your kidneys and bladder, um, among other problems. But you know, mm-hmm. and so diabetes is an epidemic, and and then the the 
working classes don't have those problems, but they have other malnutrition problems. And there's a world building thing there too, especially if you're writing gritty, hyper-realistic fantasy where everything is awful and people suffer terribly. Say you're Neil Stevenson, for example. (laughs) Snobbery and and status are also really important, really. I mean, like, you know, oysters, uh, you know, in in the modern parlance, oysters oysters are an elite food. Oysters and champagne are, oh, oysters, a hoity-toity. But, I mean, they were working class food in the 19th century because they were the cheapest. Yeah, Mm -hmm. the cheapest protein available. It's just waiting there to be pulled out of the sea. You know, people would be absolutely sick of these damn things. You know, yeah. oh, I can't have another lobster or oyster. Oh, my God. There were, how there cheap were and rules low class. in Boston about how often you could give your servants lobster because it was oh considered gosh. cruel. <laughs> <laughs> it was like three times oh. a week, I think. Okay, so, so the – no, let me, let, me, let, me, let me ask no, this not question. Not the lobster, sir, please. No, not the butter. Oh, let, no. let Howard talk, honey. <laughs> um, my reaction to lobster – versus the servant's reaction to lobster is going to tell you a lot about, you know, about, about the characters involved. Uh, as we were talking, as we were talking about the food, I, I was recalling some episodes we've done where we talked about, you know, writing romance. The character's reaction to what is happening is far more interesting than the, the act of, you know, actually putting it in your face. And I'm reminded of how the Tolkien books, the Tolkien books of all things made me hungry because I'd read those scenes and the way the characters are reacting to what they're putting in their mouths mm-hmm. is making me have a reaction that says I need to go eat. Seed cake doesn't sound that great until people are fighting over it. Yeah. <laughs> the, uh, the banquet scene in Dune, I mean, it, it's not about the food. It's about 20 other things other than the food. The food is interesting, but the arguments people are having in this barely controlled safe space around the banquet are what makes the scene famous. Yeah. Yes. And, and seed cake. <laughs> and seed cake. I'm, and I'm hungry. Yeah. <laughs> I, well, we've reached I'm kind of thinking, actually, and, and our time is up, so uh, it's time for us to go and get dinner. But first, <laughs> we get homework. Homework. All right. Well, your homework is to go out and cook something. Actually, that's useful homework, but my actual uh, writing homework, since I have to give you a prompt. Um, I want you all, all of you, yes, you, um, I want you to take a character of your own who is beloved of you, and I want you to make them the antagonist, plausibly, in somebody else's story. And does this involve food? It can involve food. I want you to cook while doing this. (laughs) (laughs) Way to throw down the gauntlet. Awesome. Ah. Cool. All right. So thank you very much, Scott and Elizabeth. You're wonderful. Thank you. Um, Listeners, go out and read Karen Memory and all of their books. And uh, this has been Writing Excuses. You are out of excuses. Now go write. Now go write. Writing Excuses is a Dragonsteel production, jointly hosted by Brandon Sanderson, Dan Wells, Mary Robinette Kowal, and Howard Taylor. This episode was mastered by Alex Jackson. These days, work is in trouble. We've outsourced most of our manufacturing to other countries. And with that, we sent away good jobs and our capability to make things. American Giant is a clothing company that's pushing back against this tide. They make all kinds of high-quality clothing and activewear, like sweatshirts, jeans, dresses, jackets, and so much more, right here in the USA. So when you buy American Giant, you create jobs in towns and cities across the country. And jobs bring pride, purpose. They stitch people together. If all that sounds good to you, visit American-Giant.com.
and get 20% off your first order when you use code STAPLE20 at checkout. That's 20% off your first order at American-Giant.com with promo code STAPLE20. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for $2.49 a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.